You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Hey everybody, Michael McIntyre here. Hope you're having a great day here at Next Level Podcast with McIntyre, your humble host. I want to talk to you about several business things today. Business as in making money, honey. It's time to get over it, Rover, and let's start being more productive. Yeah? Productive. How do you get to be productive? Well, look, in business, one of the things that I've learned over the years is productivity is key of your time. You know, I've talked about this on several podcasts about self-discipline and having your time, your productive time be your optimal time. And your downtime, your mess around time, your screw off time, you know, that's late in the day. It really is. And you've got to, you've got to have that, you've got to have that structure. But look, productivity is key and we all can get into the trap of procrastination and so i want to i want to speak to those out there that have that procrastination habit of putting things off until the last minute <laughs> and you're looking at the chief or you're hearing the chief procrastinator in the history of procrastination right here and i broke that habit and i broke that habit cuz my wife is not a procrastinator she likes to get stuff done now and it's really good and it and it's and it was annoying for a long time. But to be honest with you, it's the best thing that ever happened to me on that because it, it, it allows you some freedom. So let's talk about productivity. Let's talk about making some money and let's talk about doing it right. So the first thing you have to do is have your plan. You know, most times and you've heard this before, you know, people do not plan to fail. They just fail to plan. And it sounds like a cliche and it is. And most cliches sound that way because they're true. Yeah. You've got to make sure you have a plan. You know, one of the things that we do in, in MBA and stuff, we, we develop 30, 60, 90 plans. And because look, the day of the five-year business plan is out the window, man, because the earth is spinning faster. As you know, technology is changing like, you know, every three months. And so things are moving at a lightning speed. So you've got to be on your game. You've got to make sure that you're planning ahead. And by planning ahead, it gives you comfort and it clears your mind and it clears your heart so you can be more focused on what's right in front of you instead of worried about things that don't exist. Procrastination. And it's one of those things that people don't even know. And I think that's of the enemy. I really do. I think I think Satan loves procrastination because it's like, I'm going to put this off. And some of you got through college that way, right? Some of you went out there and put off your final exam or your paper or whatever until like, you know, the night before and did an all-nighter, the ultimate all-nighter. Well, that's no way to live because you carried it all the way through that semester with you. It was there. It never left you. You didn't ever forget about it, although you acted like you did, but it was still back in your mind. So in business, your productivity time, as you know, I'm a big fan of the five handle club. That means you get up in the morning between five and five fifty nine a.m. And people say, McIntyre, is that every day? I say, yes, seven days a week. Get in the habit. I prefer five thirty. You know, I now I can get up at four thirty, four fifty. You know, so 
but I go to bed early, right? 9.30, I'm, I'm you know, rapid eye movement at the latest, 10, 8, 10 p.m. So, you know, get if you wanted to have this, you've got to be self-disciplined, have that productivity time. You know, do your thing in the morning, but start your productivity. You know, generally my first, my first appointment is generally about 6.30 a.m. or 7 a.m. And then I'm, man, it's, 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 go, it's go time until about 11.30 and then lunch. And then uh, sometimes I get a nap in right after lunch, maybe a 30-minute nap. Don't need more than that. Not every day. And then, boom, I'm on until, you know, 7.30, you know, 6.30 p.m. And then, then I have my downtime, you know, maybe have dinner, get dinner done before 6 p.m. I try to. And then I have some exercise time in there, too. And I, I do take time, like, 45 minutes out for physical exercise. I like cardio, lifting a little weights, and you, you need that as well. And so this is your productive time. Between between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. is your productive time. That's to me is when you're optimal. You need to eat clean and have optimal optimal time, productive time. Schedule appointments and get your planning done. Have your calendar. You know, nowadays you got calendars in your phone. Have those calendars. Have the reminder set. Yeah, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, sometimes just five minutes ahead of time so you don't forget. One of the things that happens to me is I'll, I'll overschedule. And so I've got Brianna will get and, and Stacy see my schedule too. So sometimes I'll double book stuff accidentally. Have somebody look at your schedule so you don't double book. And that's important because you don't want to leave somebody hanging and, and, and not be able to make that meeting. So productivity. And then with that productivity, you know, you've got, you've got to plan out more. Right. And, and with that, you know, so, all right. So let's say you have an appointment at seven. What is that appointment for? Here's, here's the key ingredient in this too, is use your visualization, that superpower that God gave you, use your visualization, how you want that to go, how you want that appointment to go, maybe that call or maybe that, you know, meeting, maybe that sales, whatever it might be, how do you want that to go and visualize that and so, and then plan it. So that's you, you, cause once you have it in, in your mind's eye and how you want it to go, okay, that's going to create a, a plan also. And so when you get into this thing, you've kind of already been there. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's true. That's why we have imagination. That's why we have that superpower God gave us because it's it's something we need to utilize. Visualization, right? Visualize. And a lot of athletes visualize themselves. The really good athletes visualize themselves, you know, playing the game, you know, returning, you know, playing tennis or football or golf, whatever it is, hitting the right shot, making the putt, whatever it is, they visualize that. Visualize yourself doing a great, having a great planning day, that you're happy, that you're doing things, you're getting stuff done. Maybe you got to give a presentation, visualize yourself in that room, giving that presentation and people are enjoying it. They're getting your jokes. <laughs> They're engaged. They understand it. They're nodding their head. Yes. And at the end you say, okay, would you like this in blue or would red be better? And they say, we'd like it in red, bro. We love it. And boom, you know, everybody's happy giving high fives and going out for cocktails. So visualize these things. All right. Now, sometimes when you do visualize these things, it doesn't come true. Okay. So it's okay. All right. It's just a reset button. And what's next? And yeah, you can have a little bit of disappointment, run it for 10 minutes, complain about it with your spouse, you know, maybe your windshield on the way home or what have you, but then get over it. Right. So get over it, rover it and move on to the next thing. All right. So productivity, preparation, 
Preparation is really key. I remember when I was in college and we had to do, there was a speech class that I was in and I figured I needed really to do a lot of speaking, especially in sales. And I wanted to get really good at it. And I remember giving a speech and the professor said, you know, you didn't prepare. And I was kind of thinking, man, I, you know, I kind of did. I wrote this thing out several times and, you know, I committed it to memory. And uh, my professor, she asked me, she said, did you do it in front of the mirror? Did you prepare yourself? Did you do it in a recording to hear yourself back? And I did not. And I said, no, that's being prepared. Give it to yourself in the mirror. Get, record it. Nowadays, we got all these devices. You can record yourself on the phone, vi videotape yourself and play it back. I know you don't like to hear your voice on a recording. But guess what? That's how everybody hears you. <laughs> It's okay. This is your voice. It sounds different to you because it's going through bones, blood, and flesh, and it's coming across different to you. If you really want to know how you sound, record yourself, and all of us have heard ourselves, and I know it's uncomfortable, but here's what I want you to know. Grow up, okay? Do you want to be uncomfortable, or do you want to be rich? Do you want to feel embarrassed for five minutes or do you want to be in confidence and have, take the family to Disney World? Okay, so so you need to be prepared. Prepare yourself. Over prepare. And the reason why you want to over prepare, because you can because you'll go in there knowing no matter what happens, whatever pivot happens or whatever cur curveball happens. And this is anything, either a presentation or just your day the next day. Be prepared. Go through it. Maybe that way you can handle any kind of adversity or any kind of pivot or any kind of, you know, somebody throws you a curveball. Take 10 minutes, okay, out of your night, out of your day, you know, before when maybe your planning session is at, right, you know, right before dinner, you're planning for the next day and visualize that next day. Okay, just run, take 10 minutes and run through your mind. Close your eyes, maybe say a prayer and run through your mind. It's going to make a difference. You watch, okay? Because once you go through that in your visualization process, you've been there and it's going to be more comfortable for the next day. Even if, even if you're somewhat of a groundhog day, okay, still prepare. I think that's real important. All right, so in this process, have yourself ready. Get yourself ready. Make sure you plan you know, plan, you know, you, you, you plan for success, be optimistic about your success, be optimistic about what's going to your outcome of this. All right. And the other thing I want to talk to you about is really keys to closing sales and also negotiation. And I think this is a really important part of business that a lot of people miss. And I coach a lot of people that don't understand that they're worthy to ask for what they deserve. And it's a negotiation process, and I think it's a worthy issue. Some of us, you know, we we you know we're just happy to get a job, or we're just happy to get that customer, or we're happy to get that client, and you know, and I get that in the beginning, I do, especially on you know, I do coach some startups that you know, hey, let's first let's first figure out this product, let's get this product, and then we can figure out you know the price of this product and see if we get any bites on this product because the market will dictate, yes. The market will always dictate what you're worth. And I hear all the time people say, oh, my gosh, you know, that guy signed a contract with that Major League Baseball team, you know, a six-year contract for $98 million. Nobody's worth $98 million. You want to know what? They are, okay? 
Otherwise, they wouldn't pay that much money because they're not just paying that much money to get a headline. They're paying that much money because that person's going to bring butts in the seats in that stadium and a lot of attention, a lot of eyeballs, which increases the revenue for their ads on television. So there's a method to this. So, yeah, you're worthy to get whatever it is that you're worthy to get, but you got to ask for it. And so how do you negotiate? How do you negotiate maybe your contract? How do you negotiate your pricing? How do you negotiate these things? And it, it's really important to know your marketplace and know also know your competition. Although there's some things that you don't really need to worry about the competition. It's just about you. But you should know. It gives you a benchmark, right? And we can easily do that. One of the things I'd, I'd like to coach people on is how to shop your rate, how to shop, you know, the, your competition, call your competition up, say, Hey, I'm you know interested in coming in there and, you know, doing X, Y, and Z similar to what you're wanting to do. What are you, what's your fees? What do you charge? Ask them, they'll tell you, or just research it. Uh, you know, maybe they have a type form that you fill out and they call you back and then you can shop them that way, but find out what they're doing. Generally, what I like to do is I like to undercut the competition at least by 20% to get myself started or get some attention in there. The other thing you can do is, is you, you put it out there and you'll see how many bites you get, which the marketplace will dictate to you whether you're hitting the mark or if you're overpriced. And sometimes we do get overpriced and then we have to readjust and it's okay. It's a process, but the marketplace will tell you on this. So figure out what you think you're worth, you know, you know, I'm right now I'm working with somebody right now where they don't know whether they should charge an hourly rate or a flat monthly rate. I prefer a flat monthly rate. I do. And I think it's benefit for everybody because, you know, if I charge an hourly rate, let's say, you know, $800 an hour and somebody uses a lot of hours, that's going to really run up their bill. But if they pay a flat fee, then they have some security knowing, okay, for this month, it's going to cost me, you know, $7,500 and I don't have to worry about it. I know it's good or it's going to cost me $1,800 or it's going to cost me $750, whatever your price point is, that's what it's going to cost. Okay. So they can plan and, and look, business owners, other people, they, what they want to know is the number, you know, how many times have we hired a law firm and they say, yeah, I put a $5,000 retainer in or a $2,500 retainer in or a $1,000 retainer in, and then we'll pull, we'll bill you, you know, on that. And then I'll, you know, you have two or three conversations with the attorney and all of a sudden you get a big fat bill because it burned through that retainer. It's, you know, that's what I don't like about the hourly deal. I like a flat retainer, a flat monthly fee, but that's just me personally. Some people might be different and your business might not be able to do like that, but research it. Be prepared, research what your competition is. So people say, okay, McIntyre, this all sounds good, but I don't even have a business started. Okay, that's okay. Maybe do you want to have a business started? Maybe it's just negotiating for your salary. All right, I'm going to pivot here now, okay? And yeah, I've been interviewed on some news stations about this because I think it really helps a lot. You know, back when I had my insurance company and being the CEO, a lot of times people would want to have, you know, have, you know, five minutes with me on, on their new idea, their great idea, which I respect that. But what I didn't respect is being ambushed on the way to the bathroom, you know, <laughs> or being ambushed there in the bathroom. Say, hey, McIntyre, I got this great idea I want to share with you. Or, hey, listen, I, I think I'm up for a raise. You know, can, can you, you know, talk to the accountant and let him know that I think I'm up for a raise and I don't want to bother him. That's not the way to do it. 
the way to do this stuff, and if you're a career person or if you're looking to increase here, be product productivity. Again, back to the productivity. How to do this. First of all, you should really make sure that you're showing up first and leaving last and you're making a difference. Make yourself invaluable to that business, to that company, to that person, right? Whether you're, you know, whether you're, you know, an employee or a 1099 contractor, it makes no difference. Make yourself very valuable. And what does that take? It takes that four letter word, baby, work. And it takes being prepared and doing extra, doing more strong work, work ethic and going above and beyond. And when you do that, then you can do that. But that, you know, if your productivity is not where it needs to be, you know, get it where it needs to be and do it for at least a minimum of 60 days, preferably 90 days before you go in there and ask for a raise. All right. But when you do get ready to ask for a raise or a bump in your contract, whatever that might be, here's some tips for you. Number one, send a email to your manager, to your boss, to your employer, to your, you know, whoever owns the business that's good. You're a contractor. Maybe send an email saying, Hey, Bill, Mary, this is Michael. And I, I just want to say, I'm really enjoying working with you. And I love working at this company and I've been here for X amount of years or X amount of months. And I want to meet and talk to you about my compensation package and what we can look forward to in the next quarter, the next year, what have you. And can I schedule a time with you? Now, there's a reason why I want you to email this, okay? Because nobody, and I mean nobody, likes to be ambushed. How many times have we, you know, wanted to have coffee with somebody? Hey, let's go for coffee. And you get the coffee, and first thing they do is pull out their multi-level marketing deal, right? I want to show you this. That's not why I want to go to coffee. Now, if you want to tell them, hey, I've got this new MLM deal I'd love for you to look at. Let's go have coffee. And you say, yeah, I've been looking for a new MLM deal. Then that's different, right? So be honest. Don't ambush anybody. And that goes for anything, time trying to meet with somebody. But so email your boss, email your employer, email the business that you want to change your contract with or re renegotiate your contract and let them know, hey, I'm interested in talking to you about this. Let me know a time where we can do this. Either Zoom, if you're, you know, if you're in the same area, I'd love to buy you lunch. Yeah. Uh, or coffee. Or just I can come by your office and we can spend 20 minutes. That will go a lot further. Now they might blow you off at the first time. Okay. Take that. Okay. But don't hit them back right away. Okay. Give them seven days, seven calendar days, then hit them back. Okay. If they blow off you a second time, okay, now you're going to have to take drastic action, right? And that requires a, uh, a letter, a hand-delivered letter envelope with the same message in it. Now, generally, it never gets to that level. But when you do go in there to ask for that new contract, that new that raise or whatever it is, this is the time not to hold back and not the time to be modest. This is being prepared, knowing what's going on. And let me tell you this. Here's the big thing. If you're an employee of a business or if you're a contractor in that business and helping them out, know everything that you can possibly know about that business. Okay. Because the, the number one thing, the owner of that business or the CEO or your CFO or the C-suite in that business loves to hear is people talking about their business almost as much as they like to talk about themselves. It's their pet. It's their project. It's their baby. They want you to know how beautiful their baby is. Now, that doesn't mean you go in there and tell them how beautiful the baby is when it's the ugliest baby you've ever seen. No, 
you at, you come in there and you say, listen, I love working here. I think there's so many opportunities here. And I think we can improve many things of this company that you developed. And here are those things. Have your research done. Okay. Here's some things. Give them construction, constructive criticism. Don't tell them, you know, listen, you really screwed up this deal from the get-go, Bill. <laughs> Don't do that. All right. So, but then then say, listen, I want to be part of this for long term. There's nothing better than an employer loves to hear that you want to be here long term and that you've bought into their vision. Make sure you know what their vision is, their mission statement, their vision statement. Maybe, maybe they're a publicly traded company. Know what's going on in that business. It's really important. And all you have to do is do the research. Most people just walk in and think that you're such a, you know, you're such a stud or you're such the, you know, you, you think you're the second coming and they're going to just lay down there and say, yes, here's an extra, you know, $50,000 a year. No, that's not the way it works. So be prepared. Make sure that you have it down. And if you do go to the restaurant, if you do take them to lunch, make sure that you buy them lunch. And how to do that, get to the lunch place early get a table, give your credit card to the waiter and say, I'm going to take care of this. So there's no arguing or fighting over this when the check comes. That will impress them more than anything. I want to tell you a story. I was looking for a new insurance company to market a product and I was coming up with a new annuity product. And this company was up in Des Moines, Iowa. And so I sent them all of their production that we did for a year. And I got an audience there with the CEO. And I was asking for $250,000 a month in, in, in fees and some other things, plus a big commission. And they, they were impressed with my, my production. They were impressed with what we were doing in our agency and, and how we built this company. But what they were more impressed, they told me later, is I paid for the check. It wasn't a big check. I think it was probably three, 400 bucks. There was four of us there for lunch or dinner. I can't remember. For, I think it was lunch. And I didn't think anything about it, but that's what sold the deal. And that deal there turned into like an $18 million lunch. And that's because I did something that he said nobody else had ever done. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? So it's those little things that you don't know sometimes and showing up in a big way. Hey, I just, I, I got a, a nice fruit bouquet here delivered to the house last week unexpected. I had sent a client over to uh, one of my friends that does bookkeeping and they were very grateful for the client referral. And they sent me a really nice a fruit bouquet. That's, that makes a difference. And now remember that and I'll send them more business. Take care of the people that take care of you. Do the nice things, do the little gesture things. It's really classy, number one, and it's good business, number two. If you want to make a lot of money, if you want to be in business, you're going to have to spend some money. You got to be creative. And look, if you don't know how to do those things, okay, hire a coach. They'll tell you how to do those things. Yeah. And listen, none of this stuff's easy. Okay. And I, you know, we've learned this through hard knocks and, and my late father-in-law taught me a lot. He did. He was a great coach for me and it helped me a lot. And Stacy's another great coach and she's helped me through some of this stuff. So it's really important to make sure you sweat the details, sweat those details, you know, take care of the small things. The big things will then take care of themselves, you know, and, uh, don't, don't go out there and worry about everything. Don't make up stuff. See what you see, you know, stay, stay in prayer, visualize your success. Okay. Make sure that you follow up, be grateful for what you have and show up big wherever you go. Be the first in the last out, be invaluable to your people. Yeah. Same way with your church, same way with your marriage, same way with everything in life. Yeah. And, and look, 
this is <laughs> this life ain't long, man. It's just not. So show up big. So eternity, you'll have a big reunion when you show up in eternity because that's that's what it's all about. That's what he says. Yeah. And so there you go. There's some advice for today about productivity, negotiating. <laughs> you know, everything is negotiable. Okay. But make sure that you have your ducks in a row. Make sure you know know what you're negotiating and be productive. Keep those hours, keep those productive hours very vibrant. Visualize what's coming up next. Take care of the temple, eat clean. And listen, everybody deserves your very best. Yeah. That means showing up big all the time. And uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's John 10, 10, right? You know, life abundant. All right. Hey, have a great week. Hey, share this, share it. Send me an email. If you have any comments, questions, you know, maybe you think it's stupid. I'll take that. Maybe you think it's great. I'll take that too. I'm open for commentary. Just go to our website at themichaelmcintyre.com. If you want to jump in and check out our coaching program, we're all about that. If you want to look at our Next Level Experience Leadership 300, McIntyre Business Accelerator, we're all about it. We are. We want to move the needle. We want you to become wealthy, whatever that looks like. We want you to have a great marriage. We want you to have great participation with the Lord and a great relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yes? All right. God bless you. Have a big week. And remember, okay, it's not easy, but hey, it's not supposed to be easy. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.